forty ballots. Gary's count was right. None of them marked with a blue pencil. Now, a closer look at that ballot box. Oh, you back already, Bart? Come over here and take a look at this. There's something about this box, Bart, that makes me think... NBC presents The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. echo of the past, an exciting past, a romantic past, the era of the horse and carriage, gas-lit streets, and free-for-all football games, the era of one of the most beloved figures in American fiction, Frank Merriwell. Merriwell is loved as much today as ever he was, and so the National Broadcasting Company brings him to radio in a new series of stories based on the famous books written by Gilbert Patton under the pen name Bert L. Standish. Today, The Ballot Box Mystery. It's a pleasant May afternoon in New Haven as our story opens, and Frank and Bart, just out of class, are standing at the traditional Yale fence waiting for their friend Inza. Four o'clock. Where's Inza? Uh, she'll be along any minute. What's that, Bart? Well, didn't I show you this? Oh, what? Here we have a simple white handkerchief, right? Right. Very well. I'll say a few magic words. Hocus, pocus, salakazam. I draw it through my hand. There. Bright red handkerchief. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, nothing to it. Look, it's all on this little device I hold in the palm of my hand. I stuff the white handkerchief in there, disappears up my sleeve, and I pull the red one out instead. Where did you get that thing? Rodney Rowland gave it to me at rehearsal yesterday. It's pretty neat, isn't it? Very. You know, Bart, he strikes me as a pretty sad old fella. Rowland? Well, he may be pathetic, but he'd never admit it. He's a real old ham actor. A true artist of the theater. But judging by the shabby clothes he wears, he been out of work for a long time. Oh, not Roland. He's never out of work. He calls it being at liberty. Well, no matter what he calls it, I doubt if he's been eating regularly. <laughs> that is until Professor Stout gave him that job last week with our drama club. Yeah. He'll be at liberty again after this week, as soon as the Romeo and Juliet cast is completed. I wonder what the old boy will do then. Well, he's trying desperately to get a job at his summer stock company. That's what I hear. Anyway. I hope he makes it. Well, speaking of the school play, here comes Romeo himself. Oh, yes. That was a raw deal, Bart. I, I thought you were going to get the role. So did I. Oh, and Gary Roberts is a pretty good actor. No use being a bad sport about it. Hi, Frank. Bart. How are you boys today? Hello, Gary. Hi, Gary. Fine, thanks. Waiting for somebody? Inza Burridge. Bart and I are going to coach her a little for the Juliet role before dinner. Oh, don't waste your time, Frank. Lorraine's a cinch to win the part. Don't bet on it, Gary. She should win the way you're going around electioneering. You must have asked every man in the drama club to vote for her tomorrow. Suppose I have. What's wrong with that? Plenty. This is supposed to be a vote by the members of the drama club to pick the best actress for the Juliet role. You act like it was an election or something. Oh, you two are just worried because you think Inza won't win. She'll win, Gary. She's the better actress and the whole drama club knows it. I don't think she is the better actress. Don't forget, Lorraine's had professional experience and Inza hasn't. Oh, some professional experience. She toured with a second-rate magic show last summer. Just the same. It was stage experience. All Inza's done is appear in amateur plays here at Yale. Anyhow, Bart... You're a little sore because I beat you out for the part of Romeo, aren't you? Why, you... Easy, Bart. Don't let him get your goat. This whole thing will be settled by tomorrow anyway. And if Lorraine gets more votes than Inza, more power to her. I suppose so. I wish I could hang around longer, fellas, but I've got a date for dinner at Lorraine's house right now. Well, don't let us detain you. I won't. And, Frank, I'll remember to tell Lorraine how you were wishing her luck in the voting tomorrow. So long. (laughs) 
I'm so sorry Father couldn't be here at dinner tonight, Mr. Holland. It's quite all right, Lorraine. We understand perfectly. Oh, so much wanted to meet you. Mm-hmm. And you too, Mr. Rowland. Even without your sire's presence, my dear, these groaning boards attest to his hospitality. It's a shame, though, Lorraine. I was hoping your father would be able to discuss the new stock company Mr. Hollis is forming. And so was I. Without financial backing, I frankly don't see how I can get the show on the road. But I've already discussed it with father. You have, my dear? What did he say, Lorraine? Well, I told him all about you, Mr. Hollis. How you want to launch this new stock company for a summer tour. Mm-hmm. And about what a distinguished actor you are, Mr. Rowland. How you <clears> would <throat> play the leading roles in the company. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. And uh, I hope you told him that you would be playing all the ingenue roles. Well, yes, Gary, I did. I tried to make him see that this would be my first really big chance in the theater. And uh, what did your father say, my dear? I think he was impressed, but he really knows very little about acting. He told me if he could only be sure I had real promise, he'd back the show in a minute. Well, if that's all that bothers him, he can stop worrying. You're going to be a great actress, Lorraine. Oh, thank you, Gary. But I'm afraid Father needs more evidence than just your opinion. But I finally did get him to commit himself. You did? Gosh, then you mean it's all settled? Not quite, Gary. Father said he would back the show this summer, provided I were good enough to win the part of Juliet in the Drama Festival tryout tomorrow. Is that all? Why, it's a cinch. He'll win the election hands down. I wish I thought so, Gary. Say, this sounds great. You're working with Professor Stout on that committee, Roland. How do you feel about Lorraine's chances? Speaking for myself, I can only quote the words of the immortal bard. I would applaud thee to the very echo that should applaud the game. Macbeth, Act 5, Scene 3. Uh, but as I understand it, Roland can only conduct the balloting. Isn't that right, Gary? That's right, Mr. Hollis. Mm-hmm. Only the members of the drama club itself can vote. I see. But I'm still convinced Lorraine will win. I've been doing a lot of electioneering for her. Well, I wish I was as confident as you seem to be, Gary. What about Inza? Uh, Inza? She's talking about Inza Burridge, Mr. Hollis. Mm-hmm. A great many of the drama club members seem to think she's a good actress, too. Oh, well. she is, Gary. Really, I'm afraid she'll win the role. Well, I'm not. I've canvassed almost the whole club so far, Lorraine, and I already have 60 votes pledged. Oh, really, Gary? Oh, but that's still not hers. <laughs> All the rest might very well vote for Inza. I'm not, not through yet. I'll be able to swing some more votes your way tomorrow. This is a strange situation. From everything you say, it would appear the whole future of my stock company will hinge on the outcome of this, this confounded election tomorrow night. That's about the size of it, Mr. Hollis. But don't you worry. Hmm? I'm working hard on winning for Lorraine. Oh, you're very sweet, Gary. But don't count too much on my winning. Nonsense, my dear young lady. You must win. Well, Enza, in about an hour we'll know who won the role of Julian. I'm awfully nervous about it, Bryce. Just look at my hand. Don't worry, Enza. When the drama club hears your reading, you'll win in a walk. Sure you will. In spite of all the electioneering Gary's been doing. Golly, I hope so. Oh, speak of the devil, Frank. Hello there. Hello, Gary. Lorraine. Hello. My Inza, you look lovely this evening. Thank you, Lorraine. So do you. Where are you people bound so early? The readings aren't for nearly an hour yet. Oh, Frank and I are getting the chairs set up for the meeting. Oh, Lorraine and I were headed that way ourselves. We'll walk over with you. Oh, fine. Maybe I'd better go on ahead, Frank. I have to get the ballot box out of the prop room. Well, don't bother, Bart. I'll get it while you and Frank set up the chair. All right. Lorraine, I hear you're getting a job with the new stock company Mr. Hollis is forming. Is it true? Oh, that all depends, Enza. Mr. Hollis has offered me a job, but he's not sure yet whether the company will be formed at all. Why? What's the trouble? Money. Father offered to help finance it for Mr. Hollis, but uh, there's a string attached. Oh? Well, Father doesn't know much about acting, but he says he'll be satisfied I have a future as an actress if I win the Juliet role today. If I do, he'll finance the company this summer, and I'll get the job. 
If not, well, there just won't be any company. Oh, I'm sorry, Lorraine. Don't be too sorry, Enza. Lorraine hasn't lost yet. Oh, but I didn't... I mean, I... <laughs> I know what you meant, Enza. And it's really all right. No matter what, I hope the better actress wins today. <laughs> Throw chairs, Frank. Good. Here, set these right about here. All right. Oh, I feel like we set up a thousand chairs instead of 140. I hope the whole club turns out this time for a change. I'll be surprised if they do. There always seem to be a few that never come around. Is everything ready now, Frank? Uh, just about. What happened to Gary in the ballot box? Oh, here it comes now, Frank. Well, here's the ballot box. You fellas finished? All said, Gary. Better put the box up there on the stage. I tore up 140 slips of paper for the ballots, too. That's what took me so long. Oh, I'll take care of those, Gary. I'll hand them to the members as they come in. All right, here you are. Oh, look, down at the end of the hall, Mr. Rowland's here. Good. Well, we're ready to start as soon as the members show up. Who's that gentleman with Mr. Rowland, Lorraine? Oh, that's Mr. Hollis, the man I told you was going to start the new stock company. Would you like to meet him, Enzo? I'd love to. Well, then come along. I'll introduce you. Thanks, Lorraine. I'd like to. <laughs> take a look at old Rowland, Frank. He's really decked out for the occasion. So I see. He must have bought himself a whole new outfit. <laughs> That's a typical ham actor for you. He probably pawned his overcoat just to make a good appearance before the club today. Say, Bart, you'd better get over there to the door with those ballots. The members are starting to come in. Oh. Looks like we'll be starting in a few minutes. <laughs> Gentlemen of the Yale Dramatic Club, your own Professor Stout has accorded me the rare and delightful privilege of presiding over the day's final balloting for the young actress who is to play the role of Juliet in your most important dramatic presentation of the season, the immortal bards Romeo and Juliet. Miss Lorraine Winters and Miss Inza Burridge are both, in my humble judgment, capable of playing the role. Each will read an excerpt from the balcony scene for your consideration. Then we shall conduct the balloting. Now for the first young artist, Miss Inns of Burridge. In the words of the immortal Shakespeare, play out the play. King Henry IV, part two, act two, scene four. Miss Inns of Burridge. Good luck, Enza. Show them what you can do. Thanks, Frank. Oh, swear not by the moon. The inconstant moon that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. Gentlemen, gentlemen, your colleague, Mr. Gary Roberts, is still tallying the votes. I must plead your indulgence until the count is finished. I'm ready now, Mr. Rowland. Oh, thank you, my boy. Thank you. Now let me see. Gentlemen, the final results show for Miss Inza Burridge, 65 votes. <laughs> and for Miss Lorraine Winters, a total of 75 votes. <laughs> Miss Lorraine Winters, the winner. Oh, 
isn't it wonderful, Gary? I can't believe it. Oh, I told you it was a cinch, Lorraine. We knew you'd win. Yes, indeed, my dear. And now it looks like our plans for the stock company will go through after oh, all. I'm so happy about it. I can't believe I've really won. May I add my congratulations, Lorraine? I'm sure you'll make a wonderful job. Oh, thank you, Windsor. I'm sorry we both couldn't have won. Uh, I'll be with you in a minute, Lorraine. I've got to return this ballot box to the property. All right, Gary. Oh, thanks for being such a good sport, Enza. Oh, that's nothing, Lorraine. Let's get out of here. Oh, just a minute, Enza. Could you wait here with Bart and me for a minute? Of course, Frank. What was it? I mean? think I'll go on, Enza. Bye, Frank. Bye. Goodbye, Lorraine. So all right. Thanks again, Enza, for being such a good sport. Good sport. What'd you expect, anyway? Enza challenged the election? Why not? Frank, what on earth do you mean? I mean, I'm beginning to wonder just how fair this election was. I don't understand. Lorraine got more votes, that's all. Do you remember that final count? Well, sure. 75 votes for Lorraine, 65 for Enza. Total 140. Right. And there were 140 chairs set up in the hall. But they weren't all filled. Say, they weren't. I remember distinctly the last row was almost all empty. Right. Which means the number present was closer to 130 than 140. Oh, Frank, couldn't we just forget the whole thing? Not if there's fraud involved in it. And that's exactly what I think. Bart, where did Gary throw those ballots after he counted them? Oh, right in this wastebasket. At least I think so. Yes, here we are. Let's have a look at them. You're not going to recount them, are you? Surely Gary, Gary would never deliberately miscount them. I don't think we'll have to count them. Look at this, Bart. You notice anything about these ballots? The ones marked with Inza's name? No, no, not offhand. What are you driving at? Look for yourself. They're all marked with a regular black pencil. What's that got to do with it, Frank? Of course I see what Frank means. You and I use that blue pencil you have in your pocket to mark our ballots. Right. And there are no ballots in this basket marked in blue. At least I can't find any. Frank, what does that mean? It means we're going to protest this election, Inza, the minute we can get final proof of fraud. Oh, no, I couldn't. Frank's right, Inza. We've got to. What's the next move, Frank? Well, you better take Enza home and then come back here for me. Where will you be? I'm taking these ballots into the prop room. What for? I want to have a close look at that ballot box. Uh, that's it. 140 ballots. Get... Ace count was right. None of them marked with a blue pencil. Now, a closer look at that ballot box. All back already, Bart? Come over here and take a look at this. There's something about this box, Bart, that makes me... Oh. Oh. Are you all right now, Frank? Yeah. Yes, Bart. My head's beginning to clear. Well... What happened? Well, you tell me. I took Inza home and then came back here. You were on the floor unconscious. Oh, yeah. The ballot box. And the votes. Here. Here, let me up. Oh, easy. There you are. I just opened the ballot box when someone hit me from behind. I, I thought it was you coming into the room, Bart. I never even looked around. Well, whatever they were after, it wasn't the ballot box. Looks right here on the table. Well, that's funny. It was open when I was hit. Now it's closed. Let's have a look inside again. All right. Nothing in there. Bart, this isn't the same box. I could swear it isn't. Well, sure it is. It's just a regular prop ballot box. You look on the bottom of it. Property of Yale University. Just the same. I don't think it is the one we used in the voting. I can't exactly explain it, but the other one seems smaller inside. Are you positive, Frank? It looks like the one we put the votes in. The votes? I had them right here on this table. I just finished checking through them. Well, I don't see any sign of them. They're not here in the wastebasket either. That clenches it. The person who slugged me was destroying all evidence of fraud in this election. But did you find out anything when you examined the votes? Just what we suspected. There were exactly 140 cast, as Gary reported. 
75 for Lorraine and 65 for Enza. Yet all the votes were marked with ordinary lead pencil. Our votes weren't dead. No. Besides, there were 140 ballots cast, and you know as well as I do that they weren't that many members present at the meeting. But it doesn't make sense, Frank. We both put our votes in the ballot box right there on the stage in front of everyone. I know it. And the box was open, and the votes counted in front of the whole class. That's just it. No, no one could have switched ballot boxes after the vote was cast. Well, that's true enough. I was watching Gary all the time. And so was I. The ballot box wasn't out of sight for a minute. I don't get this at all. Neither do I right now. But some sort of trick was used to cheat Enza out of the election. Well, what can we do about it? No one will take our word for it, will they? Well, just the same, Bart. We've got to report it. Whoever did this is not going to get away with it. If I can do anything about it. Should we go to Professor Stout? He's in charge of the drama club. But Roland handled the actual election. We'd better report to him first. I guess you're right. Well, it's pretty late now. we better get back. Well, we'll see Roland first thing in the morning. Now, supposing we pick up Enza and go down to Roland's boarding house. Maybe by that time we'll know more about how it happened. But, Frank, even if you can prove the election wasn't fair, it, it's too late to do anything about it. The play starts rehearsals this morning. I know, Enza, but this thing has to be cleaned up. Well, what's the number of Roland's boarding house? That's it over there. Say. It's Gary and Lorraine. They've been to see Roland, too. Aha. Now I wonder why. They've seen us. Oh, Frank, please don't say anything. Just be natural. I don't want Lorraine to think it's sour grapes, that I'm a poor loser. I'm sorry, Enza, but this thing's got to be cleared up. Hello, Bart. Ninja. Frank. Hello, Lorraine. How are you, Lorraine, Gary? Yes. What are you people doing down here? We came to pick up Mr. Roland and go to rehearsal. I guess he's gone on ahead. Gary, we're going to protest yesterday's election. What? Protest it? What on earth do you mean? Gary, what does Frank mean? It wasn't a fair vote. You'd better be able to prove that, Frank. Oh, but of course Frank has proof. Haven't you, Frank? Well, no. No, I haven't. At least, not yet. Oh, Enza, I thought you were a better sport. Listen, Gary, if you talk to Enza like no, that... No, Frank, I'll... please. He's right. I was beaten and that's the end of it. If Lorraine won, she deserves the part. If she won? Say, are you people if trying to say... If she won is what we mean, Gary. Really, Gary, I don't see any point in continuing this conversation. You're right, Lorraine. Let them complain if they want to. We've got to go to the rehearsal. Huh. They're certainly riding high. I wish you hadn't stopped me, Enza. I'd like to put a civil tongue in Gary Roberts' head. Let's go home. Come on. All right. Makes me so mad, that's all. Let's not talk about it, Frank. I want you to forget it. But, Enza, if the election was crooked, if you really Bart, wanted... please. No, no more of that talk. All right. There must have been some way to juggle those votes. But how? How? Frank, you agreed to drop the subject. I'm sorry, Enza. Well, let's talk about the weather, then, or about Shakespeare. What do you think of Romeo and Juliet as a play? Wait, wait a minute, Frank. I want to look in this store window. Is this novelty shop? Look, Frank. Remember that trick with the handkerchief I showed you? There's one just like it. They sell them here. So I see. My goodness, look at all the magic tricks on display. Take a look at that. What? That box. That's the answer. I knew we'd find it. What do you mean, Frank? What answer? Come on, we're going inside. Yes, sir. Can I help you? Is that a magic box there in the window? Why, yes, sir. One of our biggest sellers. Like to see it? If you don't mind. Of course. I'll get it for you in a jiffy. What's the idea, Frank? I think this is going to go a long way toward clearing up our mystery, Bart. Here you are, sir. Fine model, if I do say so. May I examine it? Of course, of course. Open it up. How does it work? Permit me. There. The lid is open. Now I'll place this sheet of paper in the box. So, now close the lid. I tilt the box slightly. So. Uh huh. Now, gentlemen, open the lid yourself. Here, I'll do it. Well, the paper has disappeared. It's 
amazing. Yes, isn't it? You see, it works like this. When you tilt the box slightly, one side of the interior falls to the bottom, making a sort of false bottom. Then, if we lift this up, we'll find our missing sheet of paper. See that? I see many things now. Thank you very much for the demonstration, sir. But could you tell me who has bought one of these magic boxes recently in the past day or two? Goodness me, no. We sell a great many of them all the time. I don't keep any record of the sales. Then there's no possible way of telling? I'm afraid not, sir. Well, thank you just the same. Come on, Bart. Uh, But the magic box, uh, don't you wish to purchase it? Some other time. What was the idea of that, Frank? Don't you see? That's how the votes were switched. Sure, someone painted one of those boxes to look like the Yale ballot box. Then they wrote out a bunch of fixed ballots, Enzer, and put them in the false sidewall of the box. Oh, I see. Now, then the real ballots were placed in the bottom of the box when all of you voted. It, it was a fraud. Exactly. When the voting was finished, the ballot box was carried over to the other table on the platform for the counting. Well, a slight tilt sent the false bottom into place, covering the real votes and exposing the fixed ones. Yeah, pretty clever trick, all right. No wonder you were knocked out when you began to examine the ballot box. And now that we know how it was done, we've got to figure out who did it. Oh, that's not too hard, Frank. Who carried the ballot box from the prop room? Who counted the votes? Who put it away again? Gary, of course. But he's not the only possibility by a long shot. The person who had the strongest motive, after all, was Hollis. If Lorraine won, he was sure his stock company would be financed. Well, that's true, Frank, but don't forget old Mr. Rowland. He's down and out and needs a job badly, and now that Lorraine's won, he'll get his job with the Hollis stock company. That's yeah, so... How about Lorraine herself? Her motive's as strong as anyone's. And she did work in a magic show last summer, don't forget. Oh, wait a second. There's something we've forgotten. Forgotten? What, for? Come on. We're going over to the social hall. We'll be just in time for rehearsal. Hello, Professor. Oh, hello, Mr. Merriwell. Uh, You should have been here a moment ago. You missed it. Missed what, sir? A beautiful reading of the Hamlet soliloquy by Mr. Rowland. Hamlet? I thought we were rehearsing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, we are, of course. But uh, Mr. Rowland told me yesterday morning that the first production of the new Hollis Stock Company would be Hamlet. Well, that's very interesting, sir, yes. provided Mr. Hollis will produce any play at all. Hey, what? Come on, Bart. Hinter. See you in a few minutes, Professor. Uh, what do you mean? Where are you going? Down to the footlights, sir. I think someone is going to be in for a surprise, Bart. Oh, Mr. Roberts, take Romeo's speech, if you please. Uh, yes, sir. Lady, by yon blessed moon, I swear, that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops. Oh, swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon that monthly changes in her circled orb. Just a minute. In her circled orb. Stay, Miss Winters. Young man, what is the meaning of this interruption? Kindly leave the feather. Are you back again, Merriwell? Please, can't we go on with our rehearsal? Not just yet, Lorraine. This is about the election. Oh, good Lord, more of your sour cream. Enough of that, Gary. We know how the election was fixed. And more than that, we know who did the fixing. My good man. I must ask you and your friends to leave this theater at once or I shall summon help. Oh, just a minute, Mr. Rowland. Frank, are you saying you have proof that the election was not fair? Oh, don't believe him, Lorraine. But maybe he is telling the truth, Gary. You know, I really didn't expect to win. What sort of preposterous prattle is this? I will hear no more about fixed elections. We must get on with this play. No, wait. Are you sure you know who is responsible, Frank? Yes, Lorraine, we do. Very well, then. If we must drag out this ridiculous discussion... May I ask who the culprit is? You certainly may, Mr. Rowland, because as it happens, it was you. I? You're mad. You haven't a shred of evidence, boy. But I have, Rowland. 
I found the magic box you used. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the magic box you used to fix the election. It's no use denying it, Roland. The magic box is right here in the back of the hall. Now start talking. Why? Well, that's impossible. I burned the box. I, I mean, I... No use, Roland. You trapped yourself that time. You might just as well confess the whole thing. Very well. The game is over. Yes, I did fix the election, oh, as you call it. I had to. If this young woman had not won, my friend Hollis would not have had the money for his company. I needed the chance. I've been at liberty too long. You've got a lot to answer for, Mr. Rowland. I meant no harm. What does it all matter now? My future is ruined. Frank, stop him! Right, quick! I've got his arm! Drop the knife, Roland! Come on, drop it! That's better. Now stop acting like a child and behave yourself. Oh, why did you stay, my hand? Oh, why didn't you let me put an end to this ugly fall? For goodness sake, control yourself, Roland. The only charge we have against you is one of assault. But my future. I'm ruined. If you can act on the stage the way you just acted for us, you've got no problem. You would have been better. It's such a lovely night. Such a lovely place. Let's sit down here and get a breath of air. I love the campus at night. All right. Here's a bench here. Good. Isn't the air lovely? I thought the rain made a beautiful Juliet. Well... She was all right, I guess. Oh, come now, Frank. You must admit I was right to let the election stand the way it was. Sure you were, Enzo. That way, Lorraine's father backed the new Hollis company, and nobody lost anything. Just one thing, though, Frank. I know how you trapped poor old Roland, but how in the world did you guess it was he in the first place? Yes, Frank, you never did explain that. Well, if you think back to just before the election, you'll remember how Roland appeared all dressed up in new clothes. Well, what about it? Well, that took money, and Roland didn't have any. Well, that didn't mean much to me at first either until I realized one fact. If Roland were sure the Hollis Company would be formed, the very first thing he'd do would be borrow money on the strength of his new job and dress the part of a prosperous actor. He would at that. And yet, there's only one way he could be sure the Hollis Company would get its backing. He had to know Lorraine was going to win the election. And then, when uh, we went to the theater and talked to Professor Stout, he told us one more thing that confirmed it. What was that? He told the professor he was going to open in Hamlet. And yet, that too was before Lorraine won the election. Now, add to the fact that he liked to perform magic tricks, and it seemed pretty obvious that Roland was our man. Yes. A melodramatic stunt like that was in character, too. You know, Roland's a real ham if I ever saw one. Just think how desperate he was, poor old fellow. He was actually going to stab himself when he was caught. Oh, didn't we tell you about that, Enzo? It was the greatest scene he ever played. You mean he was only acting? Oh, I don't believe it, Frank. I really believe he meant to stab himself. Well, that would have been a neat trick, Enzo. As it happened, the knife was a prop. It had a rubber blade. Another exciting adventure with Frank Merriwell, beloved hero of American fiction, brought to you in a new series of stories by the National Broadcasting Company. 
And be sure to listen again next week at the same time when Frank Merriwell returns in another of his celebrated exploits. Frank is played by Lawson Zerby, Bart is Hal Studer, and Inza is Elaine Rost. Other members of the cast were Rika Martens, Charles Mullen, Walter Black, and Bernard Grant. Original music on today's show is by Paul Taubman. The Adventures of Frank Merriwell is written by Ruth and Gilbert Braun and William Welch. And the entire production is under the direction of Harry Junkin. Be sure to meet the Meeks one half hour from now and stay tuned now for the Adventures of Archie Andrews, heard over most of these NBC stations. Mel Brandt speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.